Y'all remember the Rough Riders? First we gonna rock, then we gonna roll, then we let it pop, go, let it go. X go, wait, that's not the Rough Riders. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Vicariously Merlin. I will say I am recording this at 11.41 p.m. on 12.19 Saturday still. This is probably the earliest I've recorded this podcast. So yes, it will be out in the crack of Sunday morning. However, I am still getting it done on Saturday. So I am going to applaud myself for getting both pods done and being on time. So this is the season finale of season four, episode 13, The Sword and the stone part two and then we also have the season five premiere which we will get to in a second after we go through my notes regarding this episode which was written by julian jones not my favorite writer directed by alice trotton not my favorite director this episode premiered christmas eve of 2011 I gave this episode, despite not having my two favorite people on it, an 8.9. I think there were some things that worked really well, even though there were some things that did not. We picked up right away with all of them being chased and I felt like I missed something because it's been a whole ass week since I watched the last episode, (laughs) but I didn't care too much. Tristan in these caves is just taking the opportunity still in any moment of silence to talk shit about arthur making sure his ass can hear because gratitude for saving his girl once again well i don't think it ever appeared but even if we saw an inkling prior episode it has evaporated but gwen tells him you don't know him like i do and despite my post-service status he's still my king i'm still ready to die for him Agravain has been chasing them since the village that's why yeah no we saw them at the village and that is the last shot we saw and then we just thrown apparently they ran from the village and they were just upon it I don't know they definitely did an awful transition to this episode that is true but I did not care nearly as much but he makes his way into the caves after Merlin calls the dragon for backup because why not I got a dragon on on stat just got that in my back pocket but why is it that when Merlin separates from a group and then magical stuff pops off why does no one do the math (laughs) they're right there it's not a lot of people around where I can understand in like a 200 man battle yeah sure but you and you alone (laughs) went off and did some shit and did that mofo finally handle business this episode because that mofo finally handled business this episode when he finally said look y'all go ahead i'm gonna buy some time and for some reason aggravating couldn't see his lifespan shortening with every breath of revelation he took and I will say that be careful for Merlin because he's like, We tired of playing with your ass, nigga. 
Today your ass is gonna die, bitch. Say goodnight, motherfucker. It only took 13 years and 2.5 million failures later, Merlin ended a life. Who the fuck are you, man? Like I said, it only took the ruination of absolutely and utterly everything to finally murk a motherfucker. He looks so remorseless though. I'm really proud of you. I will give you your five seconds cause you finally stepped up in this finale in multiple ways that is shocking for the character. Like I said, it's too bad that you already screwed up everything before we got here. At this point, Merlin knows Arthur cares so why the continued talking scenes of them after like two minutes apart? I just felt that was so unnecessary. Like, oh, I'm concerned about Merlin. So I'm going to go back and undo his sacrifice because many of the LGTB community really wanted to see this bromance play out in all romantic fashion as they can possibly interpret it. Tristan, with no plans and a busted boo, has nothing better to do than to rub salt in Arthur's wound at the fact that he is not big shit anymore. He's doing it with a gleeful smile as well. Shut up! Shut your goddamn mouth! I mean, my dude, it's like celebrating like someone has cancer like oh you have cancer aha you got cancer like this is not a great situation the bitch on the throne wants you all dead so i don't know why you are so happy to see the person who can you know stabilize the community once again <laughs> she's starving folks and shit you supposed to care about the common folks but you too busy stroking yourself off at the fact that the great and Matt mighty Arthur Pendragon has been brought low. Gwen is still fighting for food at the Crackheads Entertainment Party. She is so drugged up, she don't even care that it's been like a week and a half since Agravane <laughs> has left. Honestly, I did not care at all about anything that was going on at the castle except for the fact that Gwen was shirtless. Back in the forest, Arthur's just trying to fucking help and be useful. And he's like, oh, not only do you have servants with you and you are a servant, you pick it up shit. Like, what, what, what is going on, man? Shut the fuck up, you cunt! And because he don't talk in a quiet tone whatsoever, everybody hearing this drag and y'all both smiling, him and his damn chick. And I don't even know why she's smiling. At Gwen, because Gwen's looking at her like, Get your mask. Gwen got a hug, so she said, Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Can't you see? I can be said field. He's like, Um, no, I forget nothing. That hug and the fucking that came after was a weakness in my head canning, so I need you to kick rocks. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best of you too. Sus did not even continue the conversation. She got the full-on shutdown the way Jim 
shut down Naomi when she was trying to give him advice about Alvarez. She was like, he was like, you can take your ass on the razor back and leave, but what you ain't gonna do is talk to me like we ain't on bad terms right now. You will never convince me that he and she have not been. I mean, I'm sure at some point he said just a tip, just a tip. He did, despite his words sleep opposite her and i thought that was beautiful that despite us fighting i still will protect you with my life you're still my priority and i will watch you when you go to sleep merlin leads arthur to the sword in the stone the sword that he wasn't supposed to give to a man because his pep talks are he's running out of material man it's very thin he was legit so enamored though of his rather shoddy life's work of making arthur special because he's nicer than most kings around but man everyone including merlin has lied to him i like that part that agravain pointed that out like oh you think you're so different than the rest of us but y'all all got y'all fucking agenda and it is towards the same thing y'all we just got different angles we want technically the same thing we're just going about it different ways you want to prop up arthur as your your solution to the problem but the rest of it's almost like like merlin is fred johnson because i am on one with the expanse right now and i have used all of the references this week and i don't give a damn because i already warn people on social media that for the next eight weeks the expanse is my life not eight weeks ten weeks my bad the expanse is my life so um it might not be ten weeks actually i think i might have said it i think it's less than that seven god damn it i'm just sad that it's less <laughs> before i have to wait a whole year till season six and then i don't know what i'll do with myself after that but yes it's like in this situation there's a civil war between the magical folks it's like okay i really don't want to put my trust in a pin dragon because look at all the damage it's caused and not so long ago he was killing druids and just because one little druid boy forgave him does not mean we supposed to and these are all valid things merlin fucked up all he did was let the fucking inners in (laughs) and prove exactly why the other side is acting the way the other side is like we want to make our own fucking independence we do not want to have to use a fucking human to do it we have legitimate claim to the throne via morgana she actually and that's the fucked up part and i think for some reason i always forget to mention this is that as much as she is batshit crazy right now her claim to the throne is absolute legit like she is uther's legitimate daughter the elder daughter the kingdom technically belongs to her by birthright and she also is a magic so why would not the magical people want someone in their camp and who actually is of royal descent looking out for their interests now if she batshit crazy after the fact sure she had to go through a lot of trauma to get here (laughs) we're understanding especially since there's been a lot of genocide enacted against us but merlin is just he's so 
I'm gonna give him this episode before I start trashing him again because he did do good I will say when he pulled that rock from the stone just like that magically all the knights just show up there's Sir Leon talking about I will go through the mouth of hell for you I'm like Sir Leon settle down <laughs> and then both the snobs Kristen Tristan and Yazalde is it Yazalde or Yazalde I don't know I know the movie version is better than this that we got because this what we got is awful it's like the cursed edition of this show (laughs) but they witnessed that actually people like their queen and Gwen I just just headcanon the fact that she also was standing behind a tree just giving them the judging eye and then randomly like Tristan decides I'm gonna be romantic and it's just for Gwen to see it so she could be like oh my god I miss Arthur so much he was all up in my stomach region yesterday damn I'm missing out on that and then Yazalde came over it was like why but i was getting very strong feelings that merlin kind of became a bit of a zealot in this episode he was like i am the apostle i have made officially the church of arthur pendragon aka we about to worship at albion and this is my dream come true and the whole time he's telling arthur this story i'm like he don't know what the fuck you are talking about and you over here just dropping <laughs> someone should have sussed this out and the fact that Gwen is not the one that that did pisses me off because there was a very direct correlation of events in which she should have turned around and said Merlin I know and the fact that the writers didn't do that fuck you, fuck you. He decides to go into the castle disguised as the old man Emrys because he decides that Morgana needs to be taught a damn lesson and I'm gonna do it poetic style by pulling the same shit you pulled on Uther which was rather clutch. I will say she hears the word Emrys and she starts whining like a little bitch she wasn't even trying to pretend she did not urinate in her underwear i don't know why she felt the need to show how much she was terrified in front of everyone that should be respecting her (laughs) and he's like i think you need to get some rest you need to go to bed you ain't been sleeping well Guinevere if anything happens to us I understand why you can't forgive me but I never stopped loving you not once now I'm gonna go put my life on the line because I'm a boss ass queen and I am destined to be your wife so you need to see what I do and not what you saw I did but also someone teach Gwen how to wield a sword because she was holding it several times in this episode where I was like oh honey though she can clock someone with it the Arthur Morgana talk was long overdue like I felt it was earned for him to say I don't get it I treated you well all this time why you gotta we're related 
you're my sister why are you punishing me for the sins of my father and she's like i don't see you stepping up merlin might have a long time goal and plan but i ain't seen you done shit except apologize to a druid boy because that's what human beings would do (laughs) i'm sorry i did not order you to be murdered i said spare the women and children and yet i watched helplessly as you were i didn't participate so i owe you an apology because like i said that's what a decent person with a soul would do something i don't even know if morgana would do to be honest but she says i really don't care i want the throne and i just hate your guts merlin's face when the heifer's magic didn't work though peace up eight town talking all that big game before they came into that throne room let's not talk about the fact that you are supposed to be protecting the king of camelot and yet no other knights can be found just these two people we met yesterday and two servants that have very little training that's what's behind the king okay she was talking about how she gonna enjoy this and then the minute she was like what is happening she cut tail and ran why are you running why are you running i will say i don't know how i felt about the words from arthur go after her and the people that took off were gwen and merlin i was like these two are no match (laughs) not even i mean we know merlin is because he has magic but arthur doesn't know that and i'm not sure what the plan was this is why there should have been knights in this room and i don't know why they just refused to utilize the people that should be closest and around the king sure go ahead and have uh the other people in the room too but at least one of sir leon at the most they love their hallway slow-mo shots and i will say they are very effective as morgana does get hurt before taking a few people down isolde saves arthur but takes an l morgana versus gwen i like seeing them eye each other and she's just like oh this bitch again (laughs) gwen is what was saying that and morgana's just like i guess i'm gonna have to try to kill you once again because clearly you don't know how to accept death (laughs) but i love that there was no words until they were they were crossing swords and i will applaud the fact that guinevere tried to hold it down for a second i mean i think she held it longer than merlin would have and she just asking the real questions like why do you hate me so much i didn't do shit to you literally did nothing to you i was trying to protect your ass i'm i'm confuddled she's like girl it's not even about what you did do it's about the title that i want that you are destined to have so deep down somewhere where i might still care about someone i do love you but you gotta go just as gwen is losing the fight and she holds the sword to her like she's supposed to surrender you're you're killing her you don't need her to surrender just just take the sword and kill her i'm glad of course it did not happen but you know what i mean sometimes these dramatic um things are just silly 
but we have Merlin in the corner and again a very magical thing happens her life is saved and she gonna ask what happened he's like I don't know what I, I would ask follow-up questions well did you see someone around because someone with magic just saved me why would someone with magic be invested in my life make it make sense Merlin you're the only person around she did not just the walling she was propelled i saw it with my own eyes what do you mean you don't know morgana escapes again and is later rescued by a baby dragon (laughs) the look arthur gives gwen though after watching a man see the love of his life die Gwen cleaned up real quick and beelined for his bedroom to clean it up. She offers to leave. He tells her to stay and asks her to marry him again because she does not, he does not want to lose her. And the past is the past. And she says, yes, with all my heart. Gwen is queen of Camelot, looking stunning in that purple. And I really wanted Gaius to die this episode. And I was really disappointed that we did not see him go because I felt that was his time to go so that someone else can step in and be a mentor to Merlin because he don't even know he's past the point of no fucking return (laughs) we got new prophecies and shit coming into play and I guess that brings us into Merlin season five episode one Arthur's Bane part one they love these fucking two-parters directed by Justin Malat Tinnikov. I did my best. Written by Julian Jones. This one premiered 10 6 of 12. I gave this episode a 7.1 out of 10. I didn't like a lot of the dialogue. It's just, it was so talkity talk, talk, talk. I felt as if they really, I mean, they were having an ode to the romance in this one. And I just didn't see why. I just, I don't like consistent pep talks not all the time not unless you're the flash three years have passed so I like the time jump Knights of the round table we see that finally Morgana has a new ally and he is from Game of Thrones if you do not uh, watch that show what was his character for some reason it's I'm drawing a blank but he was a very important character and they are looking for what is Arthur's Bane. They don't know what it is, but they need a decimeter, which is something that has all knowledge to tell them. Morgana spent two years in the darkness and her ally is like patience breeds wisdom and you clearly didn't learn shit from them two years of darkness. What the fuck she went through, I don't know. I think I said that she was rescued by a dragon, but I might have accidentally spoiled that so my bad i thought we saw that it was a dragon but now i'm not quite so clear but oh well i don't think it's gonna (laughs) it's not a huge thing that's to be spoiled i love that gwen was with them plans she came through at the meeting everyone was like oh well what we gonna do she's like how about i make a suggestion and she does and then arthur backs her 
a hundred percent and i love that smile she gave like my man appreciates me a hundred percent and doesn't even think that i shouldn't have an opinion because i used to be a servant then we get shirtless percival and Gwen. i'm the ice cream man she chunky monkey she like the trolley swirly and my vanilla coop like my sugar cone seeds i just took off the roof i felt like they said we need something for the ladies so they came up with this whole underground doing some mining type shit because we need to conscript people into labor even though i got fucking magic but whatever this whole thing was just so that we can see these two men with no shirt off and very low-cut pants the rest of this episode <laughs> basically arthur doesn't he always going out for his people and it turns out that this was a bad idea a seer tells merlin so all about that great thing that was going to happen for camelot yeah there's also a destruction at the end of that and it's happening right now it's it's coming soon so uh it was known before you were even born so basically all this shit you were doing it's always going to be at the cost of arthur it would seem <laughs> and now this is another wrench in the plan and uh he calls on the dragon at least he goes to someone for help and doesn't go i don't know what to do and twiddle my thumbs he says okay i need some assistance dragon come here come hither and the dragon's like hey a wise man uses knowledge and not gets all scared like you do because you still acting like a boy and the title sequence says that you're a man <laughs> and i need you to man the hell up gwen being the kind soul that she is is feeding her very clumsy ass servant named sifa she is the daughter of the much better uh enemy it would seem she meets daddy out in the woods who thinks that all pin dragons are deserving of death gwen is still very kind to her despite her betrayal well not she doesn't know about her betrayal but she's you know oh you have someone you like you sneaking off to see them i know all about that ill-fated romance you know use some contraception because if you get pregnant you know i can't make him marry you unless i'm L Lagertha from vikings <laughs> throwback reference uh morgana spends most her day staring into nothing while sitting in chairs in big ass rooms that seems to be her role at this point in the show and catching an attitude with absolutely everybody he needs to lay out in the sun or go to a tanning bar or stand next to a fire for a good 10 hours anything because she is looking like casper the cokehead witch why they show percival looking just about naked next to Gwen? what was that all about i appreciated it but it also seemed to indicate they fucking arthur gets separated from all the knights of camelot and they go back and tell the queen that they know they have a traitor because they went through queen anna's territory it was nice to see two actual people kings or you know the head of their kingdoms talking to each other having commonality i like that 
bit of world building. They don't do nearly enough of it. And for all Arthur will risk his life for his nights, they said, Later, bitch! Get fucked! They didn't even stay around to do a search. They just hightailed their ass back. Alien talking about, I did all I could do. No, you didn't. Not even a little bit, sir. She's like, I know you ain't saying my husband is missing. And they're like, yeah, your husband is missing. And unlike everyone before her, Gwen susses out the traitor with the quickness, with an embarrassment that should put Merlin and Gaius to shame. And just with her kindness and her insistence, she gets a uh, full confession. (laughs) All Gaius did was give her sharp looks like, I ain't never seen someone be this damn good at this job. And also be a good person. Like I am I'm so in awe and admiration. I will say when Gaius got the news that Merlin was missing too. Just do a little like I can. Barely. Sifa tries to make excuses for her father being like, well, you know, he can't get no work because he does sorcery and that's not his fault. So that's why he's doing all the things to undermine the kingdom and kill the king. (laughs) And I love the way Gwen's whole entire, her whole entire demeanor changed. She's like, bitch, respect is earned. I don't give a shit about his past. You just cost men, innocent men, uh, their lives and the love of my life is missing. And sentences her to death. And for some reason, Ilion and Gaius exchanged looks. Like that's not what someone should be sentenced to when they commit treason. Then we got the Conehead Aliens. Oh my god, what the fuck is that, bro? Jay, what the fuck is that? What the hell is it? What the fuck is that? We're seeing some shit we ain't never seen before, kid. Oh my god, man, we are seeing some shit we ain't never seen before. What is that fucking thing? I don't have much more to say about that, except at the end of the episode when Merlin and Arthur are finally captured in Morgana's clutches once again... They are saved from getting murdered before they get there because Moore just shows up and says, you don't remember me, Arthur. You saved my life once, but I'm also letting Morgana choose your fate. And Merlin is beside himself because this is the Druid boy that is going to kill his BFF. This is the end. How would it end? Tune in next week. Let's get into the feedback. What up, Stina? It's Mimi sending in my feedback for Merlin. This is the final episode of season four. Uh, episode 13 and then we're gonna get into uh season five um episode one so um i will say i'm highly disappointed that gaius is still alive i really don't care how that sounds i thought he was gonna die and i was here for it um it's truly disappointing that his old ass is like a roach and he just takes a licking and keep on ticking he's probably gonna be the one that outlives everybody because his old ass just won't die 
<sighs> I've just come to terms. He's just going to be a useless old man for forever. And there's really nothing we can do about it. We're just going to have to deal with his raggedy ass being useless all of the time. Sorry, I jumped right into that because that was the takeaway from the season finale of season four. <laughs> but um, I just wrote down little thoughts. Um, I'm not going to go through the storyline because this episode wasn't my favorite. I will say I did like five better. There are some issues that I'm having with it and it's going to bother me for forever because I feel like these writers got are like one trick ponies and they just don't know nothing else. Uh, but we'll get to that when I talk about episode one of season five. Um, I do have a really legit question, though. Why is Morgana's lips so dry? Like, no offense to the actress, but her lips aren't that big. So it's not like it would take a whole lot of chapstick to moisturize them. Why are they just dry all of the time? Is that part of her evilness? Is she mad because is that part of why she evil? Because her lips dry? Because I know when my lips crack, it hurts. I stay moisturized, though. I have an obsession with lip gloss, so I would never be rocking some dry lips like hers. But they are just dry as hell. And it's so distracting. Like, I can't not stare at them. Like, why is her lips so checked? Who is in charge of makeup? Y'all are really trash. Y'all are making her look terrible. You took the time to put that stupid-ass green eyeliner and eyeshadow on her. You couldn't put some chapstick or some lip gloss on her lips? Seriously. It's embarrassing. And then she kind of looks furry. Like... I don't know like whenever the light is on her like I can see there's like it looks like fur on her face and I don't I'm, you know some women are hairy and that's fine but it doesn't look like she has a beard or a mustache it just looks like light little downy fur like when like a newborn is uh comes out and they have that like light hair I don't know it's distracting as well um I just can't unsee it um when she was talking to Arthur I was looking at her face and I was like, why does she look so hairy? Arthur don't even have no facial hair. Anywho, that's enough of Dragon and Morgana. Um, I do not understand though why she ran away. When her magic didn't work, why did she run away? Bitch, you know how to fight. Like, why are you running away? Didn't you want to kill Arthur? That was your chance. Like, you just want to kill him with magic? Ugh, I hated that she uh, was shanked by one of the Knights of Camelot and then they just let her run off. I understand that I knew Gwen wasn't going to be able to to win like there's no way because as much as I love Gwen I don't ever see her practicing fighting so I knew she didn't have no sword game I'm impressed that she went after her anyway but when Merlin knocked her over and you know she was you know quote unquote knocked out why didn't he go after her like y'all know this bitch don't die like you know that so why did you just let her like get off sky she couldn't have been gone that long the smoke cleared and she was walked away so she's probably just around the corner seriously merlin seriously you just gonna just let her go i would have needed to see a body if i was arthur like bitches y'all better go back and find her we are not about to do this again that's what i would have said like y'all let her get away the first time and look what happened and i would like to point out merlin if you would have killed the damn fool a long time ago we wouldn't even be in this mess so this is your fault so let's fix it and kill her now i just don't understand why he just insists on giving her a brain injury kill the bitch like seriously kill her i don't understand um and we're gonna talk about Gwen's fine ass because he's just so fine i just would like to point that out 
every episode I see him I'm just happy because he is a really gorgeous man and I really need to google who the actor is because he's fine and I need to see something else that he's in so I can look at his gorgeous face um and see his awesome body because he's like his muscular is perfect like it's not so muscular that he looks disgusting it's like he has like a defined body like his abs are you can see the creases but they're not so defined that it make you feel self-conscious like but you can run your fingers through it and, and feel who the things I would do to him he fine as hell and his hair I just want to run my hands through it who I swear Morgana needs to stop looking at him because I don't like it she looked like she her sexual drive has went through the roof since we last seen her in the castle so she didn't probably had her back blown out a couple times so now she's like oh okay i'm about to get it wherever i can so i'm gonna need you to stop looking at my man that's all i'm saying um and then the last scene with the baby dragon like what was that about like did the baby dragon blow like breathe life back into her I wasn't sure what that meant, but I honestly didn't like it. And where is the grown-up dragon? Like, aren't you supposed to be taking care of the baby? I I was confused. Like, you just let him wander off so he could be murdered? <laughs> He's clearly a baby because he just went up to her and just was chilling. Like, don't you see that you, you can't just be going up to randos? You're going to get yourself murdered, baby dragon. I, I know Merlin gave him a name, but it was stupid and I don't remember it. I'm just going to call him Baby Dragon. I just don't. He must just be off by himself. I, I don't know. I don't know how dragons live. I mean, I know they're old and wise, but he's still a baby. And he just be landing by randos that he could easily get himself killed. I just don't know. I don't understand what that scene was supposed to be. I don't know if it's going to mean something later on, but I don't. I didn't get it. Um, let's move on to... Um, episode one of season five which is three years later three whole years so i have i have some questions um where is my arwen baby because i mean i know nowadays married couples don't just immediately have kids but i know when you were royalty at least you know the very minimal history that i remember like having passing along your heritage your like a uh, heritage isn't the right word passing a like, royal like your royal line that was like super important like you had to have a son that's why Uther did what he did to have a, a child because you needed an offspring so I just think I mean and it's who maybe they did have birth control back then I mean other than being you know pull out but I just I just find it strange it's been three years and I and and I don't see no babies not not near baby and I'm truly disappointed. <sighs> I I get why they don't have one, but they didn't have to make it three years later. They could have just had a time jump and not tell us what it is. But I know three years is enough time to at least have one child. And she ain't even pregnant. Arthur probably be leaving all the time. That's probably why she ain't pregnant. But I just I just was really mad. Like we come back and you know Camelot was all pr- prosperous because. Um, they've been doing the damn thing and then they just come in with some shenanigans. They got my poor baby Gwen just through the desert, just wandering. And then he comes across a damn wolf that apparently is Morgana's. Like, where is she getting this money from? How is she funding her life? Like, bitch, you have, you were literally in the woods dying. 
Where did you get this money from to get a whole ass castle? And granted, the castle is beat to holy hell, but it's still, someone had to live there. It ain't yours. You ain't got nothing. You were a ward of Uther. And when you decided to betray him, that shit went to Arthur. So where are you getting this livelihood from? Like, I'm not saying she tricking, but I'm saying she tricking. Like, you are clearly making money somehow. And the only... I mean, you got magic. I guess you could be selling your magic, I suppose. Maybe you doing both. Maybe you selling your magical JJ, and, you know, it's worth a lot because it's special. I don't know, but I'm just curious to know how she's funding her life. She keep, you know, coming up with these armies and coming up with, like, the one guy. I can't remember his name. He was a Game of Thrones, whatever that guy's name is. Where'd you get him from? And how'd you get him to follow you? It sounds like he's a sorcerer too, but where'd you even meet him? How do you know he was worthy enough to want to follow you? Like, he looked like he got his own vendetta, so I can't even imagine that he's even listening to what Morgana has to say. I guess we'll see. That is that is bringing into um, my um, gripe with this season. It's like the writers just love recycling the same damn plot, the betrayal within. Like, didn't y'all do this already? Didn't you do it in the in the first four seasons? Like seriously, why is it always someone inside the castle? And why haven't they learned their damn lesson yet? Y'all didn't need no new person just to make Merlin do everything for Gwen and Arthur. Y'all, y'all don't need nothing else. I just don't understand why they keep doing these same ass plot. Like seriously, the writers need to take a class in, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about writing. You know, Christina, take imagination class. Shit, I don't know. You can't just keep doing the same thing over again just because you change the damn name or, or the sex of the person that's betraying them doesn't change the fact that you just did the same thing that you did last time. Agravane was getting on my fucking nerve and now we got this broad. Granted, you know, Gwen was smart enough to figure that shit out quick. Um, but still, like, it's the same thing. Like, I just... It bothers me that they can't think outside the box. <laughs> like, seriously, what the hell? I don't understand why y'all can't come up with some new stuff. Speaking of uh, Gwen figuring out that old girl was the one that told them about the plan to go west um, instead of going north, um, was her brother looking at her that kind of way when she said, you know, you're for treason you're gonna be punished by death like why are you looking at her like she wrong bitch that's what you get when you do treason especially when it's against the king you literally told like he could be dead right now because you told his business and you looking at her like she's harsh she better than me because i would have punched her dead in her stomach and in her face and been like if my if my husband is hurt i'm gonna beat your ass right before you die that's what i would have said I'm just saying because they ain't got no kids yet and he the king and I don't know how it works but if something happens to him what the hell what is she gonna do she's she's only a queen by marriage she doesn't even have royal blood like I feel like the way you know people are <laughs> they could probably just try and take the throne from her like I am really mad that this bitch was looking at <laughs> she was looking at Gwen like oh my god you're gonna kill me yes <laughs> that's what happens when you betray a king like i understand it was your father he knew what he was doing he knew what would happen if you got caught he didn't give a shit so that sounds like a you problem 
I'm not going to be lenient because your father told you to do it. You are old enough to have a brain and you're old enough to be smarter about it. Like maybe you ought to leave the castle um, a little later when the queen is asleep. You clearly decided to leave in the, the like right when the sun went down and everybody in the castle was still awake. So that's your fault. You should have been smarter. Um, the other thing I want to talk about really quick is like, what is Morgana looking for? She is just going around stealing men to dig underground. <laughs> and then what the fuck was that thing that was like touching all over Gwen? Like, it looked like an alien. <laughs> It looked like a black person alien. I know that sounds so weird. But he had like black people features like a wider nose, like bigger lips. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I said that like seven times because I was like, this show just took a straight ass turn. And I have no idea what it's happening right now. And Gwen wouldn't open his eyes. I was like, you need to see what's happening. What is that? What is that? What is that? what is that it was so strange like oh my god it's like i know that there's magic but now we got aliens like i can't like i this season might actually be really good and because they threw that alien in there i'm gonna let the recycling plot um go because it's resolved they already know who did it um i guess they gonna find out who her dad is and um arthur um already met him so he knows who like he knows he's working for morgana so it's not like that's a secret um i I guess we'll find out exactly who he is and why like i'm sure uther did something to him i'm sure it was uther and then the other thing was the guy that we saw in the prophecy that killed arthur and he came back you saved my life like was he in season one I don't remember that kid, but it looked like I should have known him. I don't know if he's like an adult version of that little kid that we've seen, the one that was following Morgana, the one who um, I said was in a show, like his name is Asa. Um, He has like those big blue eyes, pale, and he kind of looked like Merlin to me. I don't know if that's an adult version of him because I don't remember what his name was or if this is just a new character. So if somebody can just... Give me a quick synopsis on who this kid is but he said arthur saved his life so if that's the case i'm curious to know why he would kill arthur <laughs> it feels like you owe him one like you should let him live at least one time but you know what the hell do i know so um yeah sorry there was probably some some uh moments in there where i got really loud and i apologize but i think that's all i have um these two episodes were okay um i mm, i should say they're the the ending got a lot better for the uh season opener of season five so um but the season finale was annoying because i just like i said i just don't like how they keep recycling things like why you saw what happened the first time merlin that why not go after morgana like if he did like chased her and she to beat his ass then I would be okay with the ending because he tried but he didn't even try and that's what you did last time and that's why she continues to come back and it's stuff like that that makes me mad like I am not a writer I'll never be like that's not something I'm interested in so I'm not saying that it's easy but I feel like I know plenty of people that write books that write series of books and their mind be 
on point like I don't even know where they come up with this stuff from so I know there's people out there capable of thinking of some crazy awesomeness so like I guess because of that it makes me mad when a like a tv show writer recycles the same thing because if you can't if you're stuck in a and you're in a block find someone else get some new writers in there how hard is that I know that there 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 are people out there who want to write I know people that want to write shoot give them give them an opportunity and they would kill it so like why why are you just get some new people in there like why are you recycling the same nonsense over and over again seriously you need to be ashamed of yourself i hate you (laughs) jesus anyway let me stop because i'm just gonna go on on a tangent for another 10 minutes about the same thing about how annoying these writers are so i'm gonna end it here um, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her hilarious feedback. First with the absolute roast of one Morgana Quinn Dragon, and then Gaius. Why won't you die? I said the same shit. We are on the same wavelength. Great minds think alike. She looked like she smells like cat piss. Yeah, that's what I wrote down about Morgana. She looks like she has disavowed all hygiene. So I'm not of the opinion that she cares that her lips are chapped. I'm in the fucking North Pole. It's cold as shit. I ain't got no time. Plus this is back in the day, they ain't had no fucking chapstick. And they was like, we gonna make this shit 100% Game of Thrones authentic. There's no excuse for it other than they just was like, she's like, look, I'm cashing this motherfucking check because I ain't got nothing else to do. I've been in the same damn clothes for two whole seasons. And saying I see fur on her face, though, I don't, I don't, I'm not with you there. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I just laughed at it. Merlin can't kill his own. That's his problem. That has been his problem from jump. He cannot kill his, he can kill Agravain because you aggravating and you're human but killing morgana is too much for him to do he cannot it's a betrayal in the same way he couldn't kill killigore after he attacked camelot and was trying to kill arthur after telling him it's your job to protect him it didn't make sense still doesn't make sense but he just ain't gonna kill his own that's not what he does but i will say he didn't really let her go she kind of disappeared in the fucking smoke and she was gone yeah he didn't he didn't try to search the castle grounds but i wouldn't be chasing a whiff of smoke he went he, from the time he walked over to where she was supposed to be down she was just gone so i will say yes he should have killed her and not just tossed her or given her brain damage or whatever the case may be but and I also agree that this whole entire situation is because you didn't put a nail in that coffin when you should have. However, I think if he had to finish it, maybe he would have, but I really don't have much faith in that statement. <laughs> but I am following what the scene did say. The baby dragon, I'm glad, okay, I didn't spoil anything that we did see the baby dragon. I honestly couldn't tell. Yes, uh, the baby dragon did breathe life into her. Yes, she did get shanked. And I think she stabbed that guy, though, after she got shanked. That's why. Like, he didn't shank her, and he disappeared into the shadows. 
That was the only fight scenes I were ta- paying attention to the most, only because I do like that stupid, I mean, it's repetitive, not stupid, I should say, repetitive shot of the, the long hallway, but it does do what it's supposed to do, especially when they put the slow-mo on it. And, um, I don't know. I feel like maybe the magical factions are looking at Merlin like, You're gone. Fired. Out of here. Ain't nothing I can do for you. It has been three years and magic is still outlawed and Camelot is booming. Merlin ain't thought about revealing his. He has had five whole fucking years of adventures where he could have said, you know what? Guess what? I am... I'm of magic. He had Gwen on his side. Come on now. There's no reason why Merlin shouldn't have outed himself by now. In regards to the Arwen baby, yeah, they won't even give us sex in this show. Girl, they made this for babies. (laughs) 10 and 12 year old babies. An Arwen baby, yes, you are absolutely true. She would have had at least three children by now. Fuck just one three babies actually she might have had six because four of them wouldn't make it (laughs) that's awful that's awful facts don't care about your feelings you said how she out here getting this money selling magic over jj (laughs) clearly she got some allies but like i said i think there's something popping off in the magical community that Merlin probably was tasked to handle at a young age but now i think they tired they're real tired and Morgana I feel like she's a pawn to whoever gets their hand because she has a legitimate um she has a legitimate claim to the throne and unlike Agravane, I feel like this dude he's like because he's trying to teach her some shit and all she does is bite his head off and he's like okay I'm gonna let you keep doing that until I don't need your ass anymore and then at the end of this episode, it really did shift from Merlin into a whole nother sci-fi genre. absolutely agree on the rehash material it is so overplayed i think like i said previously i have merlin in the greatest hits in my brain so everything i didn't like i just ignored but now that i am doing an actual recap or you know watching all of the episodes not just the ones i go back to over and over again that yeah there's definitely a lot of duds and repetitive like yeah as you say someone needs to go to imagination class (laughs) imagination class (laughs) oh that is hysterical and she does need a ladies maid like merlin taking like dressing gwen can you imagine like he would have no problem with this whatsoever but she does require a lady's maid i just don't know why she has to have someone who is so underqualified for the job and i don't care how kind you are i'm sure in in this position in these type of households we all watched uh 
I know I haven't actually watched Downtown Abbey, but, but <laughs> Downton Abbey, but I do know that there is a social hierarchy in every household and the servants would never have allowed this to happen. And then Mordred, yes, indeed, is that kid all the way from season one that was saved by Morgana and was told to, to, to Merlin, yeah, at the beginning by the great dragon that he's a problem. He's a major problem. You need to kill him too. And he was like, I can't do it. And both now are coming back to bite him in the ass. I don't remember a whole lot. Like I was just as surprised to see the aliens. Like I vaguely remember them, but I don't remember a lot of the plot lines from the season. I remember one or two really big ones. Like I remember the Morgid and I remember the most of what's going to go on with Gwen. But everything else is rather a blur. I do believe this is the strongest that they were doing the Merlin and Arthur type of like there were way more scenes in this season between the two of them that it really aggravated me. So I think I don't (laughs) I don't um, recall a great deal because of that. I think it was overly done, but I think the overarching theme I believe is probably one of the stronger ones from all of the seasons thus far. So we will see if I am proven wrong or right about that. Last but not least, let's hear what Queen Shy has to say. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to talk about Merlin. We have the season finale of season four and the season premiere of the final season season five and um yes a little bittersweet um just recall how it all started and now we're going down the last season of this show and was that 13 episodes and um We're finally getting some callbacks to earlier seasons. And I will say, I will start out by saying that there are times, you know, as you've, and I'm sure you remember in previous feedback where I just want to do slap the shit out of Merlin. I really, really wanted to slap the shit out of Merlin because of what happened in the season premiere and of course we are back with and you know what I'm not even going to talk about that I'll talk about that when we get to the premiere um as for the finale um I mean it was good it wasn't anything it was nothing out of the ordinary nothing Oh, it just wasn't anything surprising that occurred in this episode. Um, of course, uh, you know, I thought it was great that Arthur pulled the sword out of the rock, you know, because I believe that was that's a legendary tale of him doing that. Um, I don't try to I mean I was I will say as much as they dragged the Agravain story line you know him 
you know, being the uh, traitor amongst them all season long. And it was a bit underwhelming, his death. I mean, I don't know, it was just, <laughs> it was just underwhelming for me. I wasn't, you know, after all that, that's, that was it. It's just, he, poof of air, he goes flying and he's dead. Uh, I, I wasn't impressed with that. So, yeah, that seems to be the most ridiculous way to die is, <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. That's just me. That seems to be how they like to kill people, I suppose. Um, you know, I shouldn't say people, but the characters that have been around a while, they just throw them across the room and they die. So, whatever. Um, we got Gwen, uh, being his amazing self, you know, fighting for food again. Um, I was wondering why they, I guess, Gwen was the... They were just picking on him because I'm like, why did they never pick Elyon to fight for food? I don't know. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think Mimi is right that the bread is moldy, so they kept giving him moldy bread. Um, I was sad to see is it is sold? Is sold? Um, you know, that was a sad scene of her dying in her protection of Arthur. How? Her and Tristan um, came around to um, respecting Arthur as the king. I thought that was nice. The Irwin scenes, I mean, they kind of frustrated me a little bit. um, Because, you know, we got, you know, the hug and the, you know, happy to see you um, in the last episode. And then Arthur being standoffish. But I guess they wanted to tie that into Tristan and Isolde's story about cherishing the ones you love and not, you know, taking anything for granted. And when you love someone, you just take that leap of faith type of thing. So I get it, which, you know, why they chose the route they did. Um, And of course, it was amazing to see that scene play out um for real with Arthur and Gwen getting married at the end of the episode yeah I almost forgot that one part in regards to Agravain that didn't make sense to me how did he make the connection that Merlin was Emrys because wasn't it stated everyone thinks Emrys is the old guy with the long hair so how in the world did he just because Merlin has powers he's automatically Emrys? That didn't make sense to me. I didn't think that was a good leap for him to make. Um so that was weird. Unless you can explain it, Christina. That I just felt that that was kind of a strange connection to make for Agravain before he died. Um also, Morgana, she's a, she escaped again. Hmm, I will say, just like, you know, and then, you know, even, you know, going Bridget into the season premiere of five. Um, and I said this before, but I'm just not impressed with Morgana. I'm over Morgana as a big bad or the evil, you know, 
overseer of all the horrible things that are happening it just seemed like this that has dragged on just a bit too long um her plots and plotting for how many seasons now three seasons um i mean this will be the third season that she's been evil and plotting to kill and take over camelot i'm just it just seems redundant at this point um in regards to morgana so i mean i i am going to talk about the fresh blood that has entered the picture but in regards to morgana i'm just not i'm just over her so when they showed the end scene i mean i knew she wasn't killed because they didn't show her dying but her stumbling out of camelot which i'm trying to figure out how she even did that but i guess she used her magic or it assumed she used her magic to escape um even in her weekend state and then that little dragon thing i didn't understand the ending like what was that supposed to be about i don't know that and then of course the season premiere didn't explain that ending because i still don't know what's that about like who is that supposed to be am i missing something please explain it to me but anyway um yes we saw the return of the dragon so because we hadn't seen him in a while i don't even remember the last time he was in an episode so that was nice he helped out um and yeah so on to the premiere of season five we see that three years have gone by since the finale um so that was very interesting time jump um so Arthur and Gwen have been married for three years Camelot has been prospering all this time um and now of course obviously now that we're back you know now crap has to pop off um so on to you know all the shenanigans for season five um so we get this uh vision from Avates Avates said isn't that what the dragon said they were a druid seer um and so of course um this is where my being pissed off at merlin comes into play because that that dire message that the dragon gave um merlin in season one is coming back to haunt as we are seeing so here's my thing christina i'ma just say right here and now i know where they're going with this uh you know with this prophecy of author dying and of course we so i mean it does seem like they had somewhat of a plan because again we're getting the um callbacks to season one with mordred and that whole you know you know there's a prophecy that the dragon gave that hey you better kill this kid better kill him now or you know you're gonna regret it and of course if if that vision is as of any is to go by um yep we are going to regret see this all of merlin's stupid decisions of not doing what he should have done is coming back to haunt him because we got Morgana still kicking around. We got Mordred still kicking around. Um, obviously, they've connected to each other and plotting for Arthur's demise. And then we see this vision of Arthur being killed or it looks like he's being killed. 
and which goes back to what the dragon said in season one and so yes Merlin you should be very very afraid and fearful because all the things again that the dragon said is coming to fruition now and that's what's so frustrating because I'm like here we go here we go with being just having all this play out and you know I'm just not feeling this storyline because it's from what it's trying to get us leaning towards is author dying at the hands of Mordred which I believe was prophesized so very frustrating um to say the least um and I will say I was pleasantly surprised you know when the was Sifa because I was like oh my gosh are we getting another season where someone is a traitor amongst them and we just don't know who it is and we're gonna go the whole season not figuring out crap and so I was so pleasantly surprised and thank you so much for making Gwen I mean she was um stone cold I ain't gonna lie when it come to uh the sentence but making her intelligent making her a true partner um to author and so she's able to um rule while he's gone and you know she put two and two together and thankfully she don't mess around she wasn't playing around she's like yep you know this what had you did this you did this you was outside the door you went out at night would you who'd you go see don't mess around with me my husband's out there you know in danger and people die because of you we ain't playing so tell me what you know tell me what the hell's going on and then she tells her and then she's like well you know what we do you traitor bye you committed treason going to dungeon you about to die so yeah i'm like damn gwen (laughs) she ain't playing around especially you putting author's life on the line she's already um stressing out about him being gone especially with morgana being out there so so i was very happy that i didn't drag out another season of a traitor in the in the cat on the castle and nobody could figure out who it is because i was about to lose my shit i'm like i'm not trying i'm not here for that story now you know this this scene reminds me of what mimi would say about morgana and her dressing now i know it's cold as hell in in this castle there's like dead of winter and she's wearing this dress that is just not even that doesn't even make sense for the weather i mean she should be all covered up and bundled up like she was when they went out but it should be that way i didn't see a fire but whatever um and can we talk about um the many pleasant scenes in the cave with um half naked men you know doing hard labor um Gwen percival i'm not mad at it um i was very uh <laughs> very um interested in what was going on in those caves for obvious reasons because i want to know what morgana's up to nah i was peeping out Gwen and percival as always as they pounding them rocks 
of course um it looked like it was cold as hell down there because you could see their breath as they're talking yet they're like half naked so i'm like okay well that's dedication to the role because there's no way and um that scene with Gwen, i guess you know it's just you know sometimes they just i guess you know the plot calls for it because how you go from Gwen who can take on four five six you know men at once uh in the previous episode and then we come against this one and he's outpowered out you know by two guys but then we see this blue looking alien thing uh which i'm guessing we'll find out what that's about um but yeah so now we you know we got Merlin being doom and gloom in this one after seeing the vision and he should I mean he should feel miserable I want him to feel miserable because this is his fault and yes Christina I'm not giving cutting him any slack because it is his fault dang so now we gotta go through this nonsense all season will he will he or won't he die um so and I don't trust these writers I don't trust people to do the right thing so we'll see um what else you know black people we don't seem to be getting our happy ever afters i think i even said that in one of my did i say that i think yeah i think i um messaged that about how a lot of these shows are ending with dying like that's the that's the way everybody's going so now I'm kind of suspicious on what's gonna happen with Iris on the Flash when the when the when this series ends and Gwen. So and then of course then this stupid episode happens and we see that you know Vision and like really we're really doing this. So I'm not happy about that. Um, but again, you know I'm gonna try not to be doom and gloom and let the season play out. But, you know, we were warned. And so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. The bromance of Merlin and Arthur were in full effect. I thought um, I laughed at Arthur's face when Merlin was juggling um, the eggs. And, um, of course, you know, Merlin is more Merlin, you know, talking shit, you know, to Arthur even more than ever I get you know again it's been what how many years now they've been together so like it's just their thing so very interested in all that's gonna go down very like I said very frustrated but I'm trying to stay positive about it and not jump to conclusions but again I'm not you know history and what tends to happen on shows like this I don't know my my hopes are not very high but we will see um but looking forward to season five and figuring out what happens so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy Queen Shy with her thoughts on the season finale of four and the premiere of five. Yeah, I don't, you know, I remember both 
Mimi said it, we said it, talked about it offline, and Mimi talked about it in the feedback that, yeah, black women don't get their due. And I was like, no, you wrong. And now I'm like, am I? Is she? <laughs> I will say I have never feared and will never fear for one Iris West Allen, please. I think Grant would quit in the exact same breath. Like, uh, you got like fucked up. The show is over. So I didn't care that he died, just that um about, about aggravating about how easy he died, just that Merlin killed him. And this show is made for children. I have to remind myself of that. It explains why they are dumbing down the audience, because they think the audience is actually dumb, or at least not old enough. And then if you are old enough, you know, you're looking at two men being really close in a male friendship and imagining that they're kissing and mourning and, and pining for each other, despite the fact that one has a wife. <laughs> <laughs> why am i trashing those shippers i do not ever mean to trash those shippers that is not okay but and i've never seen i will say them coming after granted i've never went into that fandom i'll be thoroughly transparent about that but they i ain't never seen them in my lane so i didn't have to throw that out there though because it does feel as if that does become season five because i remember that very very clearly so get ready for a lot more merlin and arthur it's like they ramp that up times 10. morgana is terrified of emerus because she has been warned by the prophets like you know them solid prophets just in the same way that merlin got warned like no this is solid prophet this motherfucker is going to die and that's the one that kills him she is so concerned about Emrys because that's the one that's gonna kill her. So anytime she thinks that motherfucker is around, <laughs> she starts screaming out his name. And thus, she's been saying it to fucking aggravate all season. So when he realizes and puts two and two together, because who else has been a pain in their ass and a thwart to their plans and knows damn well that they have all the evidence against them, but oh my god Arthur won't believe them is Merlin he always everywhere fucking up shit and he's doing too much that never a servant would ever do so I don't think it was in my opinion uh too much of him to put together like oh you the bitch that she been talking about all the time like they know I mean at this point I think he realizes I can people can shapeshift I'm sure he knows a little bit more and if you look at Merlin very closely or you study him, even Arthur almost said, was like, you look awfully familiar. I bet he can, he can suss it out. Plus he was in the courtroom, in the chambers, right when he was sentenced because he tried to have Gwen killed or something to that effect. I don't know, maybe that was the season before, but I felt as if he has been in his presence that he would like, oh yeah, you're the, yeah, you look just like that man with really old. I definitely misremember a lot of shit. Just gonna just tell y'all right this now. <laughs> that maybe I will be having egg on my face at the end of this as well. I do remember liking though, for the most part, the season, the series, I should say, that it did do what it's supposed to do. I will also preface Arwen the Arthurian legend. That's not 
it's not a happy tale. It is a tragedy. And I think I knew that going in. So I never expected this particularly happy ending. A particular happy ending. I'm not going to say anything more. Clearly, I've seen it, even though if I remiss remember things. Um, I don't remember me being so angry. I don't remember me being terribly angry at the end of it. So there is that. I can't say the same for how Mimi or Shia is going to feel, of course. But I do, or I will say that I think that they at least address some very... Um, compelling questions and I think it does start with that dude that's like fuck off in dragons the fact that as we've all pointed out ad nauseum Merlin really failed at his mission like he thinks he did shit but he did not all he did was make shit worse and submit a, a future in which this boy that he was told all this time ago is a huge problem for him but yeah he, he didn't kill the people he was supposed to kill and now that has really unbalanced the whole system because remember the druids used to be fucking with merlin and it feels like even they've given up like okay i'm done and the fact that mordred is supposed to be like 15 and he looked like a 30 at least a 28 year old man is really funny to me because he had to have been like 10 or 12 i will say maybe because it ain't been that long three years maybe another two or maybe another two since the second season when he was running off. So yeah, he he's close to 18 years old, but he still doesn't look it whatsoever. So it's supposed to be ever so sad, but this is actually really cemently foretold. That's, that's kind of the reason why they kept, and I think that is, I can't remember if I was reading that because in this show, I think there were certain things they could not mess with in the Arthur mythos and the fact that Gwen betrayed Arthur that was one of the big things and why she wasn't vindicated because the betrayal is a part of the actual mythos they just gave the Gwen an out by being under the spell or Morgana just history never knew that so it was never revealed you know what I'm trying to say it was like the show was supposed to be a remix for teenagers like the Harry Potter crowd of the Arthurian legend. So it was rather cookie cutter. But when I was watching it back in the day, it felt not as cookie cutter. <laughs> I've seen some stuff and things. I've seen Maddie and Silver in bed together and my standards have risen considerably. I know you also were mentioning about black women too. This is 2011, nine years ago. And, and I would say Britain has definitely stepped it up with their um, with their black actresses, but we all know it still could be done better. I mean, even the few black characters we do get, it, it's, you know, we gotta protect them at all costs. And there should be a lot more dominating. That is an absolute truth that will not, not continue to be told until it is better. I love how everyone's thirst is so real, so very real. <laughs> and yeah, it was also supposed to be the fact like Arthur was brought low by this kid because, you know, Arthur's Mr. Be- Mr. Shit, but he's also getting up there in years, which is supposed to be the three year jump. Like, it should be way longer. And uh, some of it doesn't really build up 
because it's not way longer to why some of the politics that I think are explored in the season happen and where they kind of were going in this this episode with this new introduction to that guy and to Sifa. And yeah, I was Mimi. I forgot when you said that. I would have punched that girl in the fucking throat. My husband could be dead right now. And you looking at me, giving me side eyes because I sentenced her to death. What the fuck is wrong with y'all looking at me like that? Side note, I was watching some British porn because I wanted to know what porn in Britain looked like. And I will say that started to give me reservations about my desire to have a British man. Because that shit is so vanilla. I mean, and then when they be doing that talking, like I never considered how one in a British accent would talk dirty. And I thought it would sound beautiful as it does in my dreams with Tom Hiddleston. But it, it don't. And I watched about at least 12 videos. And then I was like, oh my God, like I could not even get aroused. It was very sad. I am needing to evaluate my life choices. It's like you like that, baby. You like that when I put that in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you like that, oh, yeah. You like that, damn. What, what, what the hell is this? I mean, what the hell is this? Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but I felt it was relevant since this is a British TV show. <laughs> Maybe because Shy was looking at all of them hardened nipples. But my wife is it cold in there? I did not see any breath. She clearly just was looking at the hard nipples and assumed there was some cold air around. <laughs> um. Then you said, why wouldn't Elian be fighting? Why would Elian do anything that is of use? Come on now. We all know this is the person that got the job only because his sister is screwing the king. It's screwing the boss. That's the only reason why you are here. And why wouldn't they give them moldy ass bread? Why would I give you the good stuff? I don't even want you to be fed. I want you to starve to death. But for my entertainment, I would like to watch you fight off random stuff because that's just what people, rich people do for entertainment. And it's, 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 um, it's valid. There was a whole fucking Coliseum dedicated to that shit so clearly that is not only i should say a rich person's thing it is just a humanity thing and i think that is all she wrote for this episode oh and i think i forgot the one thing yeah about morgana that she was that's gonna all make sense a little bit later about why the dragon saved her You'll get all the answers, I believe, in in the next few episodes. If you want to send feedback on this podcast, you can send it to lockercouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, and leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black on magic.